No, and that's what it's all about on Wrestling POV. I don't give a damn anymore. After two after two hundred episodes, I just don't give a shit. Tony just like me out. I'm a two hundred Everybody has a little uh, purpose in these uh, birthdays. So, like, Mimi had Rey Mysterio, Miguel had Michael Cole, and you had James Ellsworth. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Kurt Angle turns 51 years old. That's right. My buddy, my buddy, wherever I go, he goes, my buddy, my buddy, my buddy, and me. <laughs> With the medical marijuana, um, you know, helping with pain and stuff like that now. And uh, who knows? Maybe he is. I don't know. I, smoke one with me, Bobby. It is your boy, the coach, of course, from the WWE, and I just wanted to take a quick second, because I know there's a lot of podcasts out there, there's a lot of wrestling podcasts out there, and you only have so much time in the day, but it's about putting in the grind. It's about putting yourself out there week in and week out until people pay attention. So I want to congratulate the Wrestling POV Podcast on their 200th episode. That's a lot of wrestling talk. I'm talking Tony Diaz, Mimi, uh, Rick Serrano, uh, the third and little Miguel Cole. My last question, why haven't I ever been on the show? I mean, everybody knows that the thing I love doing most is wrestling podcasts. I'm just playing. Although, I think I would enjoy this one. 200 episodes. Congratulations. And here's to 200 more. Enjoy. All right. 200 episodes. We made it, y'all. <laughs> Don't be so excited. I mean, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just wet my pants a little bit. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Jonathan Coachman, the coach, folks. The couch. The couch, y'all. Man, 200 damn episodes. Holy cannolis, man. That's a lot. That is a lot. And we did it. And a lot of people, a lot of uh, a lot of wrestlers chimed in, and of course, the first one is the coach. And of course, with that being said, we have a very long episode, so I'm gonna apologize in advance because no, 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 Tony, no, no need to apologize, brother, because this is our 200th episode. We are 200. bringing everything back. We are having a legend coming onto the show. We have wrestlers. Chiming in from all over the world. This yeah. is our 200th episode. So, you know what? Sit back. Relax. We're going to be here two, three, <laughs> four, five hours if we have to be. Tony, open yes. up the show the proper way, brother. Um, I think I did. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, like I said, we have the TLC 
pay-per-view points game. What a turnaround for a fucking uh, pay-per-view, man. Right, one right after the other. It's like in a span of two weeks. It's like that's just freaking crazy. Yeah, that is crazy, man. My goodness gracious. Anyways, um, you know what? Let's go into the uh, Facebook poll and hater comment of the week. Um, like I said, we got a lot. So throughout the show, before we go into Facebook, throughout the show, uh, we are gonna p- post the uh, or play the videos of the the wrestlers. We're not gonna give it away. Uh, a very special one at the end where we had everybody guess who could it be? It was a former Universal Champion, so you don't got that many options there. There's only what, like six, seven. six Universal Champions, seven Universal Champions, in, in, including the uh, uh, the Fiend. And um, so we did say, we did say, whoever guesses it will get an additional five points towards the game. Yeah. All right. So I uh, guessed it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So now. Uh, let's go into the Facebook poll. Let's see what we got. Oh, uh, Rick, uh, your tournament. The tournament yeah. for um, uh, Match of the Year. So take it from there. Or you want me to do it? Um, first, I would like you to say, I'm your host, Tony Diaz, along with <laughs> no, Baby Goody. No, because the coach fucked it up for me. Shalom. <laughs> <laughs> and Rick's around another. Hey, people. And what about and- me? The third. And Miguel, Miguel, Miguel Cole. The third and little Miguel Cole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yo, Coach is awesome. I, I mean, I felt a little little haterade talking about he loves talking about wrestling podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> You're a jerk, Coach. Nah, I love you, Coach. Thank you. Thank no, you for doing thank that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very thank much. You. I mean, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Got, still got the goose pimples. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's the there was the commentator for or, well he still commentates for WWE. Yeah, so. and ESPN and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, let's get into the poll, guys, for match of the year. Uh, we had Rey Mysterio versus Andrade from SmackDown Live back in January. We kicked off the year with a banger, and yeah. it went up against Gargano and Cole from NXT Takeover 25 for the NXT Championship. Guys, this was a doozy, man. I mean, I fought for Rey Mysterio and Andrade to be in this tournament. Mm-hmm. But it went up against Gargano and Cole from 25. And, you know, yeah, some people were like, oh, but Gargano and Cole were better in the, in the takeover, <laughs> blah, 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 in Brooklyn. Well, was, Seth, just like, was Seth there? Yeah, right? Um, I was just like, yo, shut up, man. Like, that's your POV. Our POV was this was the best match of the three. Um, but I have to agree, though. Gargano and Cole, for me, took this one. Even though I pushed for Andrade and Mysterio to be there, I just thought uh, Cole and Gargano just had... I guess it was just they had more time. You know, again, let's not forget, <laughs> this was a regular SmackDown True. Live episode, so they really didn't have as much time as Gargano and Cole. But I have to go with Gargano and Cole. What about you guys? I, I went with Mysterio and Andrade, you know. Yeah. I'm, it was a good, and, and the reason why, and, and it's going to sound like I'm hating, but I'm not. But the reason why is because I, I am so sick of seeing Johnny Gargano main eventing every single damn takeover. If he wasn't hurt this time around, he would have main evented this one, you know. So, yeah, I mean, though it was a good match, and I agree. I'm not disagreeing that it was a good match. I'm disagreeing. Only because fucking Johnny Gargano has been main eventing, you know. And I'm sorry to say, everybody's always like, oh, 
pushing Roman down our throats, pushing Seth down our throats, pushing blah, 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 blah. But Giants saying shit about Johnny Gargano. Same shit. Wait, Same who are you shit. talking about? I never heard this wrestler before. <laughs> you know who it is. Gargano. Gargano. Oh, that, that guy. Yeah, I know that guy. <laughs> Johnny Gargano. <laughs> so, I mean, so no. I'm going with Mysterio. I went with Mysterio and Andrade. I don't give a fuck what anybody else says. <laughs> Mimi, In what the are your thoughts? <laughs> I went with Gargano and Adam Cole. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying it was a bad match. It was a good match. It just threw me off with Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. That's right. Shit. Shit. <laughs> All right, Rick. The end of the poll, it ended up being Gargano and Cole advancing in a whopping mm-hmm. 75% to 25%. Jesus. Wow, man. That was a killer. I mean, the first couple of rounds, it's been about 75% to 25%. Five percent and seventy-six to twenty-four. So our final first-round match it is the War Raiders versus Ricochet and Black up against that man again, Adam Cole, baby, <laughs> and Pete Dunne from Survivor Series for the NXT yeah. Championship. Mm-hmm. So, uh, God. So it's just like Adam Cole has just had a hell of a year. I mean, yeah, yes, yeah. we are having our. Uh, our WPOV show for our award show at the end of the year. You have to wonder, Adam Cole has to be nominated for wrestler yeah. of the year. I mean, it's possible that yeah. it can happen that he can win it all. You guys got to stay tuned for that. But uh, for me, the match that was better was indeed the Adam Cole versus Pete Dunn match. Um, mm-hmm. I thought, I mean, overall the tag team match with the, the war Raiders at the time, and Ricochet and Black, they tore the house down. But, man, Adam Cole, baby, <laughs> and Pete Dunne, you, you, you can't go against that. Survivor Series. Mimi, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Adam Cole and Pete Dunne. There you go. No, I thought it was... What? Go ahead. Oh, no, I said the, the match was really good, really good. It had me on my toes. Right, well, I went with <laughs> fucking War Raiders and Aleister Black and, and Ricochet. Had to. Why? Why? Because it was a damn good match. A lot <laughs> be- for me, it was a lot better than the Pete Dunn and Adam Cole. That one was, I mean, th- it was a good match. Again, I'm not taking that away, but I give the edge to the, especially the War Raiders, man. Come on, man. These are t- some two big guys doing, uh, catching up with people like Ricochet and and uh, Alistair Black. That's true. You're right okay. about that. I agree you, there's with you. not a lot of big guys that can do that. And then when you do see it, it's the, most, it, the match is sloppy. So for these guys, I give the War Raiders a lot of credit. Um, I think the people are wrong on this one. You think so? They're wrong. Well, <laughs> you, they're wrong. You had more people on your side this time, but it is Pete Dunn and Adam Cole that advance with 61% to 39%. It's insane, man. It's just like this yeah. is. We've come down to the final four, which is the War Games men's match and the women's War Games match, and Adam Cole versus Pete Dunne and Gargano versus Adam Cole. So next week, we will be releasing the next matchup. The following week will be the final second-round matchup, and our finals will come down on December 28th at our Wrestling POV Awards for Match of the Year and so on and so forth. You don't want to miss it, guys. You, you know, we time it so perfectly, too. Yeah, it was just, like, magical <laughs> how this all came to be. It's like, this is what happens when you've done 
200 episodes. You just know how to do things the right way. And that's what we do here (laughs) at Wrestling POV. All right? And look, we're giving you guys, the fans, the listeners, to give us your POV. And you guys are voting for Match of the Year. And it's all up to you guys. And I don't agree with them either. No, and that's what it's all about on Wrestling POV. I don't give a damn anymore. After two after two hundred episodes, I just don't give a shit. Tony's just like me out. I'm a two hundred episode. Pinkies I am Pinkies. That's right. <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> Alright, so the final uh, thing we have on our Facebook is uh, uh, a post that we put up asking the fans to guess. Who they think the former Universal Champion is that chimed in on our show. Um, So, of course, the guesses were Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Goldberg, uh, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, or The Fiend. So, uh, I'm just going to read off some of the guesses here. And uh, we'll obviously reveal who it is at the end of the show. Uh, Matt Novak, he said, going for Seth as he is currently doing a QA and a in the UK with Becky. So, he's obviously... On the circuit. Um, okay. Sure. <laughs> I mean, he is our overseas correspondent, so he would mm-hmm. know, right? Yeah, yeah, he would know. Uh, Josh Sanders, he said Goldberg. Todd Silver, he said The Fiend. Laugh out loud, just kidding. Goldberg. Uh, Clay Cummings, he said Seth Rollins. Ron Bates said Kevin Owens. Sean Kazooks. Uh, damn, I'm butchering your damn name. Kazimiri? Kazimiri? Samiris, well, anyways, we'll go with that one. He said Seth. He went with Seth Rollins on that one. So, is he right? We'll find out. We will find out. Why? Because this is our 200 episode, baby! (laughs) (laughs) And I have to say, the the hater coming, it has to go to Todd Silver. Why are you making a corny joke like that? <laughs> Especially on our 200th episode, man. What's wrong with you? No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I, go ahead, Miguel. Go ahead, Miguel. Guys, since you nominated him, Miguel, Todd, blame Miguel. Don't blame us. Hey, the alert, Todd Silver. Jesus Christ. Try right, to take so. my job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we go and hit the wrestling news from around the world, let's go to the videotape. This is the Prince of Passion, Kenny Casanova, the nifty but shifty shaman of Shindy, giving a shout out to my old school partner, Too Tough Tony Militia, aka in the podcast world now, Tony Diaz. Reaching a milestone with his partners, I hear, Mimi and Rick Serrano III, and also their mascot, the Prince of Puppetry himself, Miguel Cole. Hey, Miguel. Quick word to you, boy. I got a friend here who's going to give you a shout-out for your milestone from the puppet universe. This is Cookie Monster. Mmm. See my cookie? Reaching 200 episodes, very impressive, but not as impressive as 200 cookies. I think I'm in love. Oh, my God. Yeah. Only on Sundays. <laughs> oh man, holy cow, that was too much. That was actually wow. too funny. That was. That and, was. That was very funny. <laughs> and guys, you want to definitely check out Kenny Casanova, uh, a good friend of ours, been on the show yes. numerous times. Has written books for an abundance of wrestling superstars. Yeah. Uh, like Ka- Kamala, he's mm-hmm. written it for Brutus the Barber, Beefcake, Sabu. 
Uh, has a new book coming out with Tito Santana. He has a bunch of wrestling books that he's got out for Vader. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely check out Kenny Casanova and order your books today, guys. Yeah, yeah, of course. Why? Because we said so. And 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 I'll tell you this much. You know, I mean, Kenny. Uh, if you guys don't know who Kenny Casanova is, Rick just explained it to you. So I'm not going to go over it again. But the thing <laughs> it is with Kenny is that he does these books for these guys to help them out. Okay, anybody that knows the wrestling business like I do and Kenny, you got to understand that these guys, when when their time is up, you know, their source of income was always been professional wrestling. Um, A lot of them it's just that's what that's all they know. You know what I'm saying? I mean, thank God for, you know, for, um, you know, I'm not saying the smart ones, but the ones that really do hustle to make that money. Um, but that's why you see a lot of these old school uh, wrestlers out there, you know, in cons and, you know, out there doing autograph signings because they can't step in the ring anymore. So when Kenny does these books, he does it to help these guys out to get some income, um, you know, because they, some of them just don't. They got medical bills piling up. And, you know, what you guys, everybody out there has got to understand is that, you know, they they work their asses off to entertain us. For all these years and all we, you know, to repay them back, you know, buy a book, you know, help them out or something. You know, Kamala, you know, went double amputation of his legs due to diabetes, you know. And, you know, him uh, selling the book really helped in his medical expenses, you know. And, uh, you know, he's not the only one. Um, Like I said, so just be, you know, and Kenny does this for nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He does this for absolutely nothing. He doesn't get a dime out of this. You know, he helps these guys out. And, uh, you know, like I said, Kenny's probably one of the most, um, uh, how do you say? Um, annoying? Annoying person <laughs> there is out there. But the guy's got a heart of gold and he, he dedicates his life to professional wrestling and to help these guys out whenever he can. So, you know, I took my head off. And he's a dear old friend of mine for many, many years. Managed yeah, and, me a few times. So, And also, you... you not only that the books are helping these wrestlers, also you want to know a little bit about the backstories of the guys yeah. that you grew up loving, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's very interesting. You got It's a good read, um, and you learn a lot about where these wrestlers came from, how they started in the business. Not everybody's mm-hmm. story is the same. Everybody comes up no. from a different, uh, different area and stuff like that. So it's really cool. You guys got to check it out. Yeah. Um, Tony, With that being said... It is time for the wrestling news from around the world. Take it away, Rick. All right. And before we do that, let's get into some birthdays. Yahoo! All right. Our first birthday, S.A. Rios turns 41 years old. Nice. Yeah. 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 I thought he was way younger than that. No. Uh, He hasn't been there in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) He hasn't been there since the Attitude Era. Damn. That's over 20 years ago, guys. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We got uh, James Ellsworth turns 35. You want to talk about (laughs) thinking he's older? (laughs) He's only 35. You know he's getting married. He proposed, and that's the only reason why I mentioned him is because he uh, proposed to his girlfriend, disgusting. who is of age. So <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to mention that for James. Oh, congratulations! I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, speaking of, I guess. Wow. Uh, 
Sabu turned 55 years old. The homicidal, yeah. genocidal, suicidal psychopath of Twitter. Uh, <laughs> but if you remember, we had an interview with Kenny Casanova, and Kenny told us that Sabu knows what he's doing, and he's yeah. stirring the pot on purpose. Um, he goes about it the wrong way sometimes. Yeah, but, he does. Uh, yeah, so uh, check out that yeah. book with Kenny Casanova as well. Um, mm-hmm. Mimi's man, Rey Mysterio, Mr. 619, <laughs> turns 45 years old. Dang. Yeah. 45. Yeah. Um, Miguel, your brother, Michael Cole, turns 51 years old. (laughs) Oh, go to hell. (laughs) (laughs) And 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 you know, it it just, it's just like the moon and the sun aligned up for this episode, 200th episode, because Mm. it's just like everybody has a little uh, purpose in these uh, birthdays. So, like, Mimi had Rey Mysterio. Miguel had Michael Cole. And you had James Ellsworth. (laughs) (laughs) And Tony had his buddy, Mr. Kurt Angle, turns 51 years old. That's right. My buddy. My buddy. (laughs) Wherever I go, he goes. My buddy. My buddy. My buddy and me. And if you go Fuckers. back, if you go back in our older episodes, you will also check out where Kurt Angle calls me the greatest wrestling POV champion of all time, oh, but also mentions that Tony is his buddy. Yeah, he's like, yeah. "Hey, buddy, yeah. I am his buddy." <laughs> <laughs> oh lord! Asshole. Um, you know, before we get into. The wrestling news from around the world. I want to bring back a segment that was canceled abruptly. I mean, I feel like this segment could have gone no! on forever, but you guys went and took it away. <laughs> and that is Rick Serrano's wrestling joke of the week. Oh, Jesus Christ. Here we go. Today's joke is <laughs> how many New Day fans does it take to screw the light bulb? Uh, how, how many? many? None. Their parents do it for them. <laughs> no wonder it was canceled. Wow. terrible. Terrible. Don't do that again, Rick. No wonder it was canceled. Got it, Rick. It's now time for the wrestling news from around the world. Alright guys, um big cast man, <laughs> he needs to stay off the internet. Um he threatens the life of Joey Janella. <laughs> um what are you guys' takes on this like I don't big, know, like, and then he deletes it. I don't get these guys. I don't Don't know post either. these things yeah. and then delete them. <laughs> it's you know the thing of it is is like the minute Something like that gets out there. You don't. I'm, the first thing people do is screenshot it. it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I mean, dude, dude come on, man. What the fuck up? Jesus, man. I don't know. He he does. No, he's probably one of the guys that just needs to stay off of damn Twitter, man. Stay off the internet. Take care of yourself. Get yourself yeah. better. Get yourself health, healthier. Uh, keep wrestling out there in the indies, improving yourself, you know, 
think, oh my god! I, I think, but but wait a minute. You know what? In defense of well, not really in defense of him, but I don't like George Noah anyways. But <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you no. haven't threatened to kill him. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> uh, but I do have to say, big cast man, go on a yoga retreat. Get your mental health, like, get a cleansing, bro. <laughs> Sometimes we need to just take that deep breath in and woo, let it out. Yeah. Usa. Usa. <laughs> All right, oos. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, our Puerto Rican brother, uh, Primo. <laughs> <laughs> He's still. He's a primo. We yeah. we mentioned him a couple of weeks ago, talking about how he's not with WWE, but he's with WWE, but he's wrestling in Puerto Rico. Um, he got suspended by WWE for thirty <laughs> days by violating the wellness policy, as well as Bobby Roode. Yeah. So that's why Bobby hasn't been there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did that angle of him getting yeah, his ass beat, taken out. So yeah. 30 days suspension. But, yeah, but my, my thing is, is that um, when was the last time they had a suspension? A while. Wow. It the, it's been it was, a long time. Wasn't it uh, Roman? I think Roman was the, the last. Angle? Yeah. And um, so it's been a while. So honestly, I, I mean, come on, Primo. Seriously. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I mean, nothing against the guy, but, you know, come on. He's, when was the last time you even seen his ass on TV? You know, Bobby Roode is a little bit of a shocker, but I think with Bobby Roode, that man is so fit and strong. You know, why? He probably took something that popped up. I mean, who knows? Who knows? No, seriously. I mean, baseball, they legalize it now, so. You know, I don't see Bobby Roode as a pothead, though. I see Bobby Roode as. Uh, maybe took a little, a little bit of the bubbly. A little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't see him smoking weed. No, that that's definitely smoking Matt Riddle's thing. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, yeah, no. wrong show. Some of the people are no, surprised. You know what? And it's true. Maybe you know because of course with the with the medical marijuana, um, you know, helping with pain and stuff oh. like that now. And uh, who knows? Maybe he is. I don't know. Uh, smoke one with me, Bobby. <laughs> you got thirty For medical days to purposes. Clean. For medical purposes, I got I got plenty of weed here. <laughs> you got thirty days, so uh, right. Smoke it if you got it. Smoke them, yeah, yeah, sure, why not? And then my last bit of news: Dave Batista has been selected to be in this year's WWE Hall of Fame. Yes, I mean yes. I think well deserved. I mean he's a movie star yeah. now. He, he's heating up in the movie world. He definitely mm-hmm. showed John he's Cena. Up, right. He showed mm-hmm. John Cena how it's right, how to do it right. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's making good movies, unlike John Cena. <laughs> no, John doesn't do that bad. <laughs> mm. He does more kids movies. He, he does do a lot of no. Kids. The he cock blockers was pretty good. Cock was good. Yeah, he yeah, he did good on that one because that's a movie you did not expect John Cena. To, to, to actually be in. <laughs> it's like, wow, dude. But anyways, but no. Um, I got a question about this whole Hall of Fame thing. Now, Batista just wrestled last year, right? Yep. Now, 
is it? Are, are they doing this too early, too quick? Putting people in the Hall of Fame, I, you know, because eventually they're gonna run out of people. <laughs> I absolutely agree with you, Tony. I feel like what's been happening is now because they're wrapping everything up in WrestleMania weekend. They want to make a huge spectacle out of this Hall of Fame. And they yeah. feel like, oh, well, if, if Rick Martel headlines the Hall of Fame, it's not going to get a, as many tra- as, that, the, as much you're traction. Right. You're right. And it's sad, but at the end of the day, they're just trying to say, well, we're going to just try to keep topping it every year. But now it's you're starting to. to run out because now when are you going <clears> to <throat> put The Rock in? You put Batista in before The Rock. Exactly. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, Undertaker is still out there. Kane is still mm-hmm. out there. You didn't need to mix these people together. And now yeah. I don't see Kane getting in this year. I don't see Big Show getting in this year. Mm-hmm. Because you just put Batista in as your headliner. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think, I mean, there's so many others. And what, what makes me kind of mad is that I remember last year's um, Hall of Fame where they did, uh, I forgot what it's called. They call it something wing. I forgot what it was. Maybe you, you guys remember? The celebrity wing? No, no, not the celebrity wing. It was, it was something else. Um, and, but that's one thing they should not do, number one. It's putting celebrities in. Stop. Stop. They made one appearance, and they get to be in the Hall of Fame. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, that. if you, you know, had Cindy Lauper in there. Because I'm telling you right now. Well, see, Cindy Lauper was a whole different story. No, that's what I'm saying. She, okay. if, you shouldn't have a celebrity wing if she's not the first one in. Exactly, yeah. But not only that, though. You know, what really gets me upset about this whole Hall of Fame thing is that exactly what the Ultimate Warrior said. If it wasn't for guys like the ring crew, the camera crew, the guys that set up the ring, the referees, the announcers, and stuff like that, those guys, you know, wouldn't, a lot of those guys wouldn't be where they're at right now. Um, And I agree with that. You know, he said that, and he said straight up there should be a special award for these guys. And what did WWE do? They turned that shit around and gave it to people who... (laughs) This is going to sound insensitive, but it's true. They're putting people in there, you know, like Connor's Cure. They did that, and they put that as an award now. It's like, no, that's not what he meant by that. That is not what he meant by that. No, and it's not. And, and it's sad, but at the end of the day... But it he, sounds fucked up the way I just said it. No, but I understand, but I'm I agree with you. To, I'm not those trying to kids, say it that way. Those kids, and I'm going to say it, those kids don't deserve to be in that. They have nothing to do with None wrestling. Of, exactly. Some of them aren't even wrestling fans. No. You know what I'm saying? No. It's just like the, the football player. I, listen, bro, I'm so glad that you have the ability to start walking and doing your thing. Mm-hmm. But, bro, you have nothing to do with wrestling. And you know yeah. what? If WWE wants to put out there, like, look at this kid. He's busting his ass. He's doing the right thing. Yeah. Fine. But don't take what Ultimate Warrior said and then twist it. And then shame on Dana Warrior for not for fighting against it. it. And yeah. allowing it and just saying, uh-huh, I'm with it. I'm the warrior. Yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, <laughs> <laughs> let's but be honest. I would true. do the same thing if I was her. It's just like. That's a payday for me. It is. <laughs> it's, and that's true, too. But, uh, no, but last year they did, a, like, a special wing for, like, like uh, damn, I wish I remember who. who how it was they... the behind-the-scenes lady. Yeah. No, 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 no. It was something else because, all right, I'll just say honorable mention. But, like, they put uh, Playboy Buddy Rose in it. They put, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. like, um, um, oh, oh I remember God. now, yeah. 
you, you remember, like, I mean, these are still guys that were pioneers in wrestling. Why do they need a special wing? You know, put them all together with the with yeah. the Hall of Fame. That's something, Buddy Rose. Are you kidding me? He was the most hated guy back in the day. Feuding, he had a nasty feud with uh, Jimmy Snooker back in the day. Then all of a sudden, he started gaining all this weight, and he was still considering himself a playboy. You know, it was <laughs> hilarious. You know, this dude is it a special way? Yeah, well, no. It, for me, it's like these are guys that were part of history and wrestling and da da da. And then yet you're putting people in the Hall of Fame that only did one stint in wrestling. So no, I got a big, big issue with that. And Tony, I'm gonna I'm gonna double down on what you just said. You're putting people like the NWO mm-hmm. into the WWE Hall of Fame, but you're not putting Buddy Rose into the actual Hall of Fame. You're putting him exactly. in a special wing. Yeah. NWO had nothing to do with WWE. You know no, what I'm saying? No. And until, not only not that, until later. And they were all already like played out by then, you know? And not only that, you're giving them two rings. Yeah. Not only that, you're giving X Pac two yeah. rings. <laughs> back to back. Back to back. That is preposterous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. It, 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 it's, it's, uh, you know what else it is, Tony? It's a cold on cold. It's churlish. It's churlish. It's atrocious. And, and, and it belongs in a churlet. That belongs in a damn turlet. And you know what else it is? Oh! It's interesting. But stupid. But stupid. But stupid. <laughs> We're just bringing back all our references for 200 yeah, episodes. Yeah. We, we, had, <laughs> we had a span of one minute to do it in, so. Uh, but <laughs> there, seriously. You got it all. Xbox, Xbox does not deserve to have his second ring. No, First of all, he doesn't don't. deserve to be an NWO member no. of the Hall of Fame. But, but, Where but, is Eric no, but, Bischoff? But listen to this. What exactly. cracks, but what cracks me up, though, no, is what cracks me up is that they're saying that he was part of the original NWO. That's why he was in there. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, the original NWO was Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. That's it. Sacavo. Everybody else came afterwards because the NWO all of a sudden was the big thing and da da da, and, and it was a shocker that they you would join the NWO until almost the whole WCW roster was part of the fucking NWO. Everybody but DDP. You know, yeah, everybody but DDP and Sting. Uh, well, no, Sting was oh. the Wolfpack part of it. Yeah, but, but the thing of it is, is that, come on, the original NWO these got No! There was three of them. Hogan, Nash, and Hall. That's then. it. That's it. Listen, and, and, and honestly, I would say put Bischoff in. Bischoff had a lot to do with he that. He did have a lot to do with it, yeah. So if you're going to put a foot, like, X, yo, what did <laughs> X-Pac do? X-Pac got something on somebody. He's got something on Triple H. Either he blew or something. <laughs> I mean, what the hell, bro? He gave Bobby Roos a weed. That's what it was. <laughs> it was laced. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, here you go, Bobby. <laughs> All right, I call this one. Jenna. I call this one China. No. Oh. <laughs> one night in China. I call you, know, you had to go that's right, I went there. Yeah. <laughs> well, go, go there with the rumors, Tony. Yeah, all right, good segue. All right, now, the rumors, obviously, I'm going to go off of the whole Hall of Fame thing, but some of the rumors named 
<laughs> to join NWO and Batista in the class of 2020 includes, these are just rumors now, Kane, The Big Show, and <laughs> The Bella Twins. Bro! <laughs> Bro! Serious. Oh my god, Lord and Cardi B. Bro, the, the Bella fuck? Twins were valets yeah. for the people mm-hmm. of the Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> that is their most memorable thing. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. I, you they know, were nothing for yeah. so long. Yeah. They made the company a lot of money, though. They definitely yeah. did. On their books. They're very. I, I mean, so did a lot of other women in, yeah. in that company. Tori Wilson does not mm-hmm. deserve to be a Hall of Famer. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> um, I, I mean, especially before Victoria and Molly Holly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. All right, and uh, final, the final rumor that I have is John Morrison has been at the WWE Performance Center filming things for his yeah. return. That's it, just filming things. He looks good. I saw him doing. Oh, did you? Flips. I didn't yeah. see it. Really? He's doing some flips and all that other mm-hmm. stuff that he does. He wow. Does oh, the flippity flop and the floppity flip. All right, so now. Uh, before we go to injuries, we got another video, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. Rosa Mendez here to congratulate the Wrestling POV podcast on their 200th episode. My goodness. Congratulations, guys. Mimi, Rick Serrano III, and Tony Diaz, and little Miguel. So if you guys haven't checked out Wrestling POV, what on earth are you waiting for? Oh, that's right. What are y'all waiting for? Yeah. Rosa Mendez, y'all. She put me first, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm number one. Who the hell is she calling little? I'm pulling out right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Miguel. You had to go there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Unbelievable. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Rosa. Rosa, thank Rosa you, Mendez. Thank you. I was former Total Divas. Um, had a few matches. Now she's very successful in, um, she has what? I mean, you know more. Fit Mama. She's a Fit Mama. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Very well. There you go. All right. With that being said, Rick, injuries, man. All right. Seth Rollins. Oh, Lord. Has a broken pinky. <laughs> I thought he was going to say penis. <laughs> <laughs> if he had one. <laughs> hey, we've all seen pictures. it. We've it's all small, seen it. But it's got a pinky. Come on, Mr. Wow. Rick. Do your homework. God. <laughs> All right. He broke his pinky at a house show in Georgia. Yeah. Um, but he's said to be okay. He'll he'll still be wrestling. Yes. I mean, I do understand the, the finger injuries though. It, it, it's a severe. It up to your shoulder, right? Yeah. yeah definitely. It's it's. Yeah, you would know, Rick. It's painful, man. It's two mm-hmm. years, three years going on right now. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Um, Braun Strowman has back spasms and uh. A oh, back spasm uh, and soul hip. Yeah, so he'll be out for a little Alrighty. bit. I mean, you just you need a little massage, you know what I'm saying? A little rub Tony down. Tony Diaz can do it for you. Hey, yeah. Tony yeah. is a masseuse. Yeah. As a masseuse. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> all right, with that being said, that's all I have for the injury. Holy shit, and you know what? Before we go to the hot tag news this week, we got another video, y'all. Yo, 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 it's your boy JTG, former WWE superstar, one half of the illest tag team ever, Crime Time, and I want to give a big shout out and congratulations to the Wrestling POV Podcast on their 200th episode. 
200. Not 100, 200. Big shout out to Tony Diaz, Mimi, Rick Serrano, the third and little Miguel Cole. You guys and girls is killing it, man. Keep doing your thing and make sure everyone else, I want you guys to listen to the Wrestling POV Podcast. Chill. <laughs> Chill. Chill. Awesome. Crime Thank you very time. much. Crime time. If y'all don't Money. remember who that Money. is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. That was really nice. I, I, I think they keep calling Miguel Little Miguel. Little Miguel, I mean, right? I mean, what's going on here? Do, I'm really going to start pulling it out. Please don't. Get that off my shoulder. No. Uh, oh, that's gross. I, ha- I have to prove a point. No one can see you. This is a podcast. <laughs> that's pretty gross. That's pretty gross. We pretty can gross. see it. Uh, yeah. That was actually pretty funny. Like a, <laughs> it's like a monkey when they try to hump your ear. All right, so now... <laughs> Poke you in your lip. All right, Hot Tag News of the Week. We got the new release. There's a new release, folks. And it's not an album. It's the wrestlers, man. There's some wrestlers that got released over the weekend. Uh, Luke Harper gets released. Sin Cara gets released. And the Ascension. They didn't, have, they didn't see that coming. They got released. <laughs> like, wait, we still work here? <laughs> <laughs> They're cutting wood and shit. Hey, you just got released by WWE. Huh? <laughs> Who that? What are they? You know, I just recently started watching uh, the show Silicon Valley. I know I'm late. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> one of the things was that they have this company, Hooli, and they... They sign contracts, and if they don't need you, they just send you to the roof, and you just wait out your contract for four years. Jesus. That's exactly what the Ascension was doing. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> the Ascension was just going to the roof, chilling, playing games, and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, the Ascension is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus and, and the thing is, Tony, with this whole thing is... WWE slapped all three, all three of these people, four of these people with a ninety-day no wrestle 90, clause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they can't wrestle. So yeah. Luke Hopper going to AEW not happening that quickly. Guys. Not not that quick. Anyway, not until at least March eighth. I heard he, yeah. he's able to uh, wrestle, and uh, but he is allowed to make appearances though. Yeah, he is allowed to make appearances. So he already set one up for uh, I think somewhere in Texas. I saw. But you know what? I mean, at the end of the day, he's been asking for it. Sin Cara's been asking for it. The Ascension, I don't think we're ever asking for it. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, but what's funny to me is that you still got Mike Canella still. <laughs> you got Mike Canella's. You still got... Uh, um, the Revival even asked for their release. And they're still there. Primo, no, uh, no they never asked for their release because they, they know WWE needs them. Oh, yeah. Mike Canella's the only, the only one... That acts for his release, and yeah. then it's like, nah. Nah, homie, you're going to stay right here. You're going to stay right where you're at. You're going to stay on the roof. You're going to stay on the roof. So, <laughs> so now, and the hot tag, made. the reason why this is a hot tag news is because, um, like, there's reporting reportings of more releases coming soon. So, I mean, who who knows? Maybe my canals might be one of them on that list. But, I mean, who else... Should they release? I mean, I mean I, now the rumor, and I saved it for this segment, was that they're saying they were going to release some people from NXT. Wow. Yeah. So um, who knows? I mean, they do got a, a big roster in NXT. I don't know who they could release there. You know, obviously I mean, ACH is one of them. 
<laughs> oh, and, and you know, I'm glad you brought up ACH because he quit MLW. Yeah, not even not even a day old contract, and he quit AEW. Uh, MLW. MLW. He says he says he he's tired of wrestling and da da da. So actually, speaking of crime time, his partner, Shaggy uh, yeah, he came out and said, "Shut the fuck up," basically. <laughs> <laughs> in the Twitter, he pretty much said, listen, just shut the fuck up already, man. You're not doing anything to help yourself. All right, so now, back to the releases. Who do you think? I mean... I mean, listen, man. Heath Slater's doing nothing. I'm sorry. Yeah, but Heath Slater's been there since I fucking Raw was at the City Hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Tony, I get you. I understand you, but at one point... He's got kids! You just wasted money. He's, yeah. He literally does nothing for the company. I mean, he's just one of those guys yeah, that but, shows, uh, but see, he shows not, up for those like things, but like he's not. But wrestling. we're not. But we're not seeing the behind the scenes. We're not seeing the dark matches. We're not seeing you know the main event matches. I mean, who watches main event? But you know what I'm saying. So <laughs> a lot of times, somebody like Heath Slater, they're. They're there to just help the other talents out sometimes, you know? So they, they don't have a lot of that. Who else is going to do that? You know, not a lot of people. Sarah, uh, Sarah Logan, she's starting to become that, and she expressed her feelings about that. And she's like, no, I, I didn't come here to be on main event. I didn't come here to enhance the other people. I came here to wrestle, to improve myself, to be in the main roster, to start being on TV and and and. and getting these really good matches and da-da-da. So, I mean, you know, it didn't... Thank God there was no backlash on Sarah Logan for that because she is talented. But, you know, that's how a lot of them... They don't have a lot of them. You know, so Keith Slater, he knows damn well he's not going to be in a heavyweight title picture no time soon. So for him to keep getting the money that he's getting, you know, because at the end of the day, even guys like Heath Slater, they make close to six figures or more than that. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure he's over six figures a year. You know what I'm saying? So what I don't understand is a lot of these guys, like Luke Harper, and I'm going to throw his ass out there, is that, I mean, he might make good money in the beginning, but that starts to wear off after time. You know, that's why I always say, and you guys heard me say this, that when, when old school wrestlers come back to WWE, it ups their value again. The Rock and Roll Express, for Christ's sake. You know, they showed up in AEW. It upped their value, but only for a little bit. Now they're NWA Tag Team Champions. What the fuck happened there? But anyway, so, you know. NWA uh, went P- back to and, the past for real. Yeah, they did for real. And PCO is the heavyweight champion, so go figure that one out too. <laughs> but my thing is, is is that, you know, it does up their value, but just for so long. you, you That money is not guaranteed all the time. You know what I'm saying? Because then eventually, like if you're coming out saying, well, I, you want me to show up? It's five hundred dollars for my appearance fee. You got to pay for my plane ticket and my hotel expenses. You know, some will pay that. A lot of people won't. They'll be like, "Listen, we'll pay the appearance fee, but you're on your own as far as trying to get here." You know what I'm saying? And then what happens after that? Well, five hundred's too much. Would you take four? Yeah, sure. Why not? Then would you take two? Yeah, sure, why not? Because you need that money. Now your your stock is going down. So you can only do so much in the indies. And can some make good money? Yeah, it depends on the gimmick. It depends on what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? He Slater, 
uh, where he's at right now, he's probably one of the smartest guys out there. But he, like I said, he probably knows he ain't gonna be making six figures over it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, all right. I mean, so let's say this: everybody right now, let's pick one person that we would release. I'm gonna go first, and I'm okay. going with Heath Slater. I would release him. I find him useless. <laughs> I don't think he adds anything to the roster. Well, there I agree are plenty with you. of jobbers out there that can do what he does. And mm-hmm. the I got kids thing is stale. It's over. <laughs> you, know, you only have two kids. Like we like. Yeah. At first, everybody was like, "Oh, does he have seven kids?" <laughs> but then he went and did a video and showed that he only has two. So you messed that up, brother. <laughs> so it's over. Uh, I got kids. It's over. I would get rid of. I would release Heath Slater before I would release the Ascension or any of those other guys. Uh, yeah. yeah, Tony. I agree. I, I, you know what? I'll go with Mike Canellis. You know he. They, it's it, for me. It's like, all right, listen, we're gonna put you on TV. Let's see what you got. He did it. It was whack. They, they took him off TV now. So, <laughs> what else is he gonna do? He's got a hot wife. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Him personally, he ain't gonna do shit. But his wife will, and his wife can. And I think that's the whole problem is that they're they're trying to get released together, and they're like, no, we want Maria. We don't want you, Mike. We want Maria. We want you know what I'm saying. So I think that's probably one of the biggest issues that they're having right now. But me personally, I would release Mike, but not Maria. So okay. Mimi and I would release both of them, <laughs> Maria and Mike. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she's yeah. a hot girl, but that's not what wrestling is about. It's true. It's not, about not wrestling. Anymore, it's been like that for a long time. Uh, yeah. So. Well, and times are changing, baby. So, yeah. Times are changing. No, they're not. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so now here's some comments we got on the whole release thing. Josh Sanders says AEW gonna pick up Brody Lee with a quickness. Okay. But do you see do you see Luke Harper going to AEW? I mean, they don't necessarily have the big guys. I mean Luchasaurus, no. I would say. Luchasaurus. But yeah. where does where does Luke Harper fit in? Like I don't see where they Where is he gonna fit in? Where? Butcher and the blade? God Ugh. that's stupid gimmick. And, and uh, can I say something? No. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say anything. <laughs> but the thing is, you know, with AEW, who are you going to put him against, number one? And he's not going to be on TV. Yeah, he's going to be on AEW you know, Dark. He's, he's just going <laughs> to do the same shit that he was doing in WWE. Yeah. Being in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. All right. So now, uh, oh, my God. this is What the hell is this? Year Osir Garing Morharis. Tell me I fucking butchered that. You butchered it. (laughs) He says... Let me make sure it's a he. Yeah, it's a he. He says, as long as they're not being stagnant and doing nothing, let's support them. We are all wrestling fans here. Apparently, he doesn't know this show. (laughs) (laughs) He's new to the show. My God. (laughs) Scott Young, this got a little interesting. Scott Young, he says, please don't go to AEW. They have a hard enough time pushing guys they have. He would be so much better utilized and given bigger opportunities in New Japan. Matthew Vale came out, he says, Scott Young, why? Why not do both? Why would you not want uh, him to get a payday? He replies back, I think I'd rather him be a free agent and tear up the indies instead of being tied to AEW and get lost in the shuffle. There are not top spots left in AEW. I want him to go somewhere where he can be a top guy. You see, I just said that. And that makes sense. And I would love to see him in New Japan. 
I think he would kill it over there. Oh, he would. He would. As Brody Lee, absolutely. William T. Wadolowski, he says, many congrats to you, Sankara. He said, fuck everybody else. Sankara, congratulations <laughs> to you. <laughs> Tyler Rothenberger, yeah, that was right. Connor and Victor, the Ascension, are gone from the WWE as of today. Victor of the Ascension is from Calgary. I am a big fan. Okay. Uh, Joe, that's not what we asked. Gerald <laughs> Atkinson, uh, he said AEW will pick up the Ascension too. They were wasting their time in WWE like EC3 and and Vin Balor. Finn Balor, Jesus Christ. Typo. Uh, Dave, uh, I'm not saying the last name. He, he said he might not because Vince probably put a six month no sign clause in his release. Um, yeah, it's close enough. Ricochet would be good if he becomes Sinkara. You know, Jeez. I mean, <laughs> what the you, fuck? You know, you, you um, know, Ricochet. I have to say, looks ridiculous with a lot of these outfits that he wears. The full what, body yeah. ones. The full it's body like, ones. Yeah. You're missing the mask. Dominic El Car. Car. He said Sinkara trademark is still owned by WWE at this. All right. Damn. Like Jesus, okay. <laughs> Damn, don't get all technical. Why? Shit. Why is he gotta be like shit? Like we didn't know. <laughs> Did we know? Oh, no, yes. no, no, we didn't. All right. So with that, with that being said, um, I think that's it for the hot tag news. Um, if you guys have anything you guys want us to talk about, put it on our Facebook page. We'll probably discuss it. Probably if it's good. Yeah, sure. Why not? We've done, we've only done two hundred of these. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Anyways, with that being said, Rick, before we even go to this pause, on the line we have this WWE Hall of Famer. That's right. Mimi's going to have to step away, for, uh, step to the side. Get out of here, Mimi. Leave. <laughs> Just so we can free up a mic. All right. He is here. So, Rick, it's going to sound a little different, too, because he's on the phone right now. But anyway. <laughs> so, Rick, give this man... The proper introduction that he deserves. Ladies and gentlemen, we have with us today a two-time Intercontinental Champion, a two-time Tag Team Champion, the 1989 King of the Ring, one of the few men to wrestle in the first nine WrestleManias, the babyface of all babyfaces, WWE Hall of Famer, El Matador. Don't you dare! Thank you very much. That's good. <laughs> Thank you, man. You, Tito, I'm telling you, man, you are like an icon to me. You are uh, amazing. I mean, I am fanning out right now because you, my man, first of all, as being a, a Latin American, it just seeing you on my TV screen as a kid just made, made it great. It was just like I'm seeing... One of my people out there, and, I, and as somebody from an all-Latino podcast here at Wrestling POV, we are just so, so very thankful for you and your career. I just want to start off with that. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. I, I was always, uh, I took a lot of pride to, to represent, you know, all, all, all Hispanics, uh, you know, to be a positive role model for us, you know, and, and uh, I think it's uh, it's fake dividends for me. Yes, and and I do have to say, um, 
One of my first WrestleManias I saw was WrestleMania 8. And I have to say, the one thing that I always remember was your match against Shawn Michaels. Um, I just remember you with the Matador gimmick, with the green pants and the, the pink boots. And it just always stuck out to me. And and I think it's one of the most underrated matches on a WrestleMania card. Yeah. I remember as a, a five-year-old just watching that, and I was just like, I love this. And you were just, it was just amazing to me. Um, what was it like wrestling in all these WrestleManias? Like, you were there from one through nine. What was the experience? Well, you know, it, it, was, a, it was a great experience, you know, and, and uh, I think me and Hulk were the only wrestlers to, to be in the first time WrestleManias. Oh, wow. Uh, when, when I retired from the WWE, I had been in the WWE longer than, than anybody, you know, at the time. Uh, so, you know, to be there for nine WrestleManias and to be there from the beginning of the big, big growth, uh, when all of a sudden, you know, professional wrestlers were respected and, and were, you know, looked, looked, looked up to all over the world, you know, it, it was a great, uh, great time in, in my career, in my life. Wow. Now, I got, I got to ask you this, Tito. I, I've heard this out there. I'm not sure it's too true, so I'm just going to ask you straight up. That day, at that WrestleMania match that you had with Shawn Michaels, um, now you lost to him, but it was you were also supposed to be considered a big push for the uh, WWF title at the time. Is that true? And they gave it to Bret Hart? Uh, well, uh, before, uh, before the... Uh when I was doing the gimmick, they, uh, they had told me that they were doing a big push, and I, I had wrestled the, the Undertaker in, in Barcelona, Spain. I, 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 I beat the Undertaker. I don't know if you can YouTube you that, that, that match where I beat the Undertaker. Uh, they were uh, planning to go to South America, Central America, Mexico, uh, Spain, and, you know, uh, I, I know that Pritchard uh, told me that... Uh, you know, it was between me and uh, I think Bret uh, Hart and, and the Million Dollar Man, and we ended up, uh, you know, the, the, the valuation of, of, of the money in South America was not good. You know, and I, I think uh, it was a financial decision for Vince. You know, because uh, for Vince, it's all about money. Oh yeah. yeah. Now, now you bring up the whole Matador gimmick. What was your thought on going into this whole Matador? Because you were, for me, when I when I look back and I watch you on the Strike Force tag team, I was just like, oh, this is a great tag team. What was your thoughts on being the Matador, El Matador? Well, it was uh, the proposition for me to, to become a Matador, you know, he said, do you mind going to Mexico and, and learning how to uh, become a Matador? You know everything about uh, being a Matador? And he said, we're going to give you a big push. And, wow. you know, at the time, you know, I was willing to do whatever as long as I got another push. Uh, I, I just wanted, I figured I could get one more run with somebody, mm -hmm. uh, which I never did. Uh, I dropped the belt uh, to Randy Savage, didn't get a long run, and they were supposed to go with me, they went with uh, Jersey Animal Steel. Uh, I dropped the match, but, uh, I didn't drop it, but uh, Nick and I split up. Uh, Nick ended up getting uh, a big push as a model. Uh, I, I didn't get anything, you know, so they gave me this BS, uh, El Matador gimmick, and, you know, they're supposed to give me a big push, and they didn't. So, you know, uh, I just, I didn't think they they used me, you know, I, I thought I was over with, with the people of Tito Santana. I didn't think I needed a gimmick. That's true. You know, uh, 
but you know, he he wanted to do it, or he, you know, he was the boss, or he just went along with whatever he wanted to do. But he was the one writing the checks. That's true. Yeah. No, no, I, I I hear what you're saying because I read up on uh, Rick Martel talking about how he was threatening to leave, and and then that's when they gave him the whole model gimmick. Do you think if you were a little tougher in your decision instead of uh, trying to do the right thing, which, by the way, I would have done the same thing that you did, do you think if you would have been a little more standing your ground that you would have gotten a better push? Uh, no, not necessarily, because uh, we were teamed up in the strike force, yeah. and we got over with the fans big time real quick, and then uh, all of a sudden, we had to take some time off. He was down for about a year. Uh, you know, he told me that uh, a family illness, you know, which I understood, uh, and when I knew, when I heard he was coming back, uh, I, I had no idea that, you know, he... It was not me being tough or not standing up, you know. The whole time, they did plan to, and uh, he was, he already set up uh, to come back as a model. I mean, uh, that, that model, that model uh, gimmick didn't come up overnight, you know, they planned that, you know, especially, you know, uh, as good as a job as he came doing, because Rick was not a great interviewer. I don't know if you ever yeah. paid attention to his interviews. You know, he wasn't a good talker because he, he was French, so his English wasn't that great. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, he came back, you know, it was a perfect gimmick for him. Right, that is true. Now, I have to ask you this. Um, throughout your, actually, your whole career, you were a babyface. Not once have you ever was, was a heel. Um, was that your decision or is just... That's just something that, you know, that every promoter was just like, you know what, you're better as a baby face. So, I mean, <laughs> that's a long, long run, and it's very, very seldom done that uh, a wrestler just sticks to either being a baby face their whole entire career or being a heel their whole entire career. Um, so, was that your decision to, to, to be a baby face? No, uh, I'm sure you know that the only two guys, me and Richie uh, Steenberg, were, were never heels. Yeah. Uh, and when, when I heard that Rick Martel was coming back, uh, Vince told me, you know, that he was coming back and they were going to be doing something with us, you know, and I said, well, is there any way that I can be the heel? And Vince uh, mm-hmm. said, no, no, you're going you're gonna to be the baby face. We, there's so many things we can do with you as a baby face. Wow. But, you know, he was lying to me. <laughs> wow. Now, now, Tito, I want to I wanna hear it right now, right here, right now. On our 200th episode, <laughs> I want to hear Tito Santana, if you can, cut a heel promo right now. If you can do that, this will be the first time Tito Santana is ever a heel. And I'm giving you that opportunity right here, Tito. <laughs> to, 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 to do a, a, a heel promo? <laughs> yes, right here. You can cut it on me. Rick's around on the third. You can cut a heel promo on me right now. Well, uh, I'm going to do a promo against you. You know, I've been wrestling for so many years, and there's so many marks that think they are professional wrestlers, and here I went out to tell somebody who got me still work behind his ears, uh, I don't need my fans to be uh, cheering for Tito Santana. I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to kick this guy's butt all over the field. That is awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Tito Santana is a heel. He is a true heel. 
Tito, man, that is awesome. thank you for that. Um, <laughs> I do want to bring up your book. Um, you have a book with our good friend Kenny Casanova. He's been mm-hmm. on the show a couple of times now. Um, what what brought about this book? Well, this book, uh, from what I understand, uh, there's a lot of people uh, who have uh, been uh, getting their pre-orders in. All you have to do is go to titosantana.net. Uh, and if you get a pre-order before Christmas, uh, I- I'm going to be uh, mailing them out, and I am going to be making a phone call. I- I'm going to be uh, sent. I'm going to be. I'm going to be. I'm going to be playing Santa, and Santa's <laughs> nice. going to be uh, making a uh, phone call to everyone who uh, pre-orders a book before Christmas. Wow, that is awesome. That is, that is awesome. Now we've had Kenny Casanova as a guest on our show many times. With uh, the other books that he has written, you know, for Vader and for uh, Sabu and and um, uh, who? What did you say? Beefcake. Uh, Beefcake. And I think this first one was with uh, Kamala. Kamala. Uh, he, did, he did Kamala, too. Yeah, yeah. That was the first book he did. Now, um, how did you link up with Kenny? I mean, did is the book, is it, you know, without giving away too much because we want people to buy it. But does it really start off with your debut in 1977, or does it go back further to where, you know, you were trained by Bob Orton and and um, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but uh, Kojima. Kojima. Yes, yes. I mean, does it go that yeah, far back, or my, my book, my book uh, starts back uh, as far back as I can remember uh, when I was uh, seven years old. Uh, wow. Uh, working uh, on the field, we were migrant workers, and, and uh, you know, in the middle of uh, April, we'd, we'd head to from Texas. The first time we went to was Wyoming, and we'd go and we'd work on the field as migrant workers, and, and I described, uh, you know, my childhood and uh, how I got involved with sports, and you know, how people helped me, uh, uh, you know, in, in different uh, episodes of my life, and. Uh, then how I uh, got into uh, professional football, and then I went to uh, get going with professional wrestling. You know, there were a lot of people helped me along the way, and, and you know, I could have made some wrong choices, but uh, I was very lucky that uh, I made uh, good choices throughout my life, and uh, that's been good to me. Absolutely, uh, that is awesome. And, and Tito, before we let you go, we got to talk about who your toughest in-ring opponent was, like. Out of all the legends that you face, you said you mentioned you face Shawn Michaels, you face the Undertaker, you mm. face Rick Martel. Who was your toughest opponent in the ring? Well, uh, probably you know, great, great the Hammer Valentine. I don't know, uh, you were probably too young, but no, no, uh, <laughs> I, I know the Hammer. You know, I know Hammer. <laughs> Uh, the first uh, that uh, me and Greg Hammer Valentine had uh, was the longest feud in, in the history of the WWE WWF. Oh wow! Uh, we and, and we were selling out like uh, we, we were main event in Madison Square Garden. We were selling out all the big arenas without Hogan on the card, and, and uh, I think we were the first ones to be able to sell out uh, without Hogan being on. You know, I remember. Once in a while, we get together in the big cities, and Hogan uh, would come in and say, "There's ah, oh, guys sold out this place, guys sold out that place." Wow! Uh, and and Hogan wasn't uh, used to getting uh, you know other guys and selling out the bigger arenas without him. You know, he was the man. You know, Hogan was the champion. Uh, you know, they just kept feeding him heels, and, and uh, you know, he he drew a lot of money. I, I was always real happy to be in the same territory as Hulk Hogan. That 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 is amazing, but. I asked you your toughest opponent because our very own Tony Diaz on our show numerous times has said how you and him wrestled 
and he constantly brings it up about <laughs> how great you were in the ring with him. He was. And, and all this stuff. And I thought you would say Tony was your <laughs> toughest opponent. <laughs> well, uh, I'd like to say that, but no, no, no. I had to, uh, I had the privilege of stepping into the room with Tony, but uh, the hammer, I, I used to come home and, and uh, I used to tell my wife, man, I, I've been losing a street fight uh, when when we got the hammer Valentine. We used to, uh, and that's, uh, I guess that's why we were selling tickets because we used to beat the crap out of each other in the room, wow. and people believed it. Wow. I remember seeing one of the you guys had a cage match I think in Madison Square Garden, and and uh, we, we, had a cage, uh, we had a cage match, we had lumberjack match, we yeah. had a no disqualification match, we had the time limit match because we went over the curfew at eleven o'clock that they, they turned the lights off and wow. uh, then we came back with no curfew match in Madison Square Garden and I mean we just had uh, all kinds of gimmick matches uh, you know because people wanted to see more and more and more. Wow. Wow. But, I mean, I will, I mean, okay, I, I'll give it to Greg the Hammer Valentine, I guess. I'll take a step back, it's fine. <laughs> but I, I do have to tell you, Tito, I mean, just growing up watching you wrestle and your, just for your whole career to be a babyface, you were such a huge, huge, huge role model for a lot of the kids back in the day, including myself. And to step into the ring with you was, was a, a huge honor of mine. And I was just like so, like I was living my childhood dream. Like even if my uh, wrestling career ended at that point, I, I still would have fulfilled everything that I did in, in in the ring. But then now to have you on the show, it's even huge. It's even bigger for me now because then we actually get to talk and, and and you know bullshit about you know your career in wrestling, and it, it really is an honor. And I'm, I'm honestly, in my point of view. I'm glad you didn't turn heel, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, so we'll just leave it at that, that Greg Hammer Valentine was the toughest opponent. Jesus. And maybe Tony was on the knee. We don't a, a know. Second. We'll I'll that. take the close we, second. Can you at least give me that, Tito? Tito, can you at least give me that? Tony was the second. Tony was the close second. I'll take that. I'll take it. <laughs> So, Tito, your book coming out is called Don't Call Me Don't Chico. Call me Chico. Um, so, the fans, you you heard earlier, but you can get it. Uh, Tito, if you have anything you want to plug, now's your opportunity. Anything else you have, like uh, upcoming events or yeah. signings you have? Well, uh, 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 we're setting things up right now. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of people ask me where, where that title came from. Uh, Jesse the Body, I don't know if you remember Jesse the Body. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm, not that, I'm not that young. <laughs> I know Jesse the Body Ventura. So he's the one who started calling me Chico. And, yeah. And I used to get to the arenas, you know, because I, I was wrestling. I wasn't listening to our to our to our tapes to our to our to our show. Right. And I was on the road, and, and a lot of the fans were calling me Chico. And, and uh, at first, I used to get pissed off because they were calling me Chico, but after a while, I, I, I heard uh, one of our tapes, and, and I heard how uh, Jesse the Body was calling me Chico. And, you know, in reality, you know, Jesse the Body and I were, were actually we were pretty good friends. Uh, Jesse loved to wrestle against me, you know, because, you know, I was a good baby face. And, and, 
he can have some fantastic matches and, and uh, didn't have to do much in the ring because he, he, he was an expert at, at getting seat uh, and oh, yeah. in the ring without even uh, touching you. you know, he, used to, he used to know how to push the people's buttons. Yeah, he did. And, uh, you know, Jesse wrote a little bit about, you know, why he called me Chico, you awesome. know, that, that he called me Chico on, on the book. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was very grateful that, uh, you know, he helped me out there. It's kind of like uh, Bobby the Great Heathen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Had in me in, 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 uh, in, in me learning the business and, in, in, you know, just learning the whole the whole aspect about the business. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and you had a, a, you know, Kenny Casanova is a really good guy. You know, he always gives back into professional wrestling. Uh, he also managed me for a while back in the day too. And he, he is a guy. He, he has a he has a good heart. Um, so you, it's it's good that you hooked up with him for the book. And now I, I just it's funny because I remember even back in the day when Jesse the Body was calling you Chico, and you even started incorporating that into your into your um, promos. So I thought that I thought it was just it was like a perfect fit, I guess. <laughs> but that's how Jesse really yeah. was. God. Yeah, we, we used we used to give him an and then give him a mile. You know, we, <laughs> we nobody told us what nobody nobody told us what to say. You know, we, we just had lived it. Oh. We talked about heart. We went in the ring and and, and we just uh, wrestled uh, and gave the people their money's worth. But then you know, a lot of people uh, uh, which a lot, which a lot of it was a lot of people thought uh, wrestling was in nothing up. You know, all the way. Uh, now they know that it's total entertainment. It's a TV show, and you know everybody's told what to say. Everybody's told what to do in the ring, and you know it's, it's a different. I'm not knocking the business now, right? But it's a different business. Yeah, it is. Now, are you watching the the current WWE right now? No, I, I, no. I, I don't watch it. <laughs> all right, well, Tito, it has been a true honor to have you on our show. Our two hundredth episode. episode. Yes, and um, I, one of our best interviews ever, I can say that hands down. It was a true honor yes. to speak with you uh, as a fan, Tony as a former wrestler, it was as a Latinos, it was true honor to speak with you, sir. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick pause for the cause. We will be right back after this. Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. Listen to the Wrestling POV Podcast. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. This is Chavo Guerrero Jr. And congratulations to the Wrestling POV Podcast on your 200th episode. Tony Diaz, Mimi Guti, Rick Serrano III, and Miguel. You guys truly bring the Latino heat. Listen to the Wrestling POV Podcast. Viva la raza. Yeah, man. What? What? (laughs) Chavito! Yeah, little Chavito. Yo, 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 yo. Listen, let me speak, let me speak, let me speak. I just spoke to Tito, Mm. and he called me sweetie. Yeah, okay. Okay, no one cares. Um, (laughs) But no, what I do care is just the fact that he said, I am his second toughest that he's ever fought in the ring. And yeah, and Rick, all of a sudden, you're, uh, you're Latino? Listen, Ooh, man. damn, Rick. And let me just tell you this, man. I gotta just tell you this. Yeah. First of all, I did grow up watching Tito Santana, and watching him was just huge for me because mm-hmm. I didn't see a lot of people that had that culture. You know, I didn't see... Mm-hmm. The representation of me and my family up on the screen. So seeing Tito right. was just huge for me, and um, 
I do have to say, like, this was one of my favorite interviews that we've done. He, I mean, I'm, I'm still shaken about how great it was yeah. talking to Tito and, and, and getting Tito Santana to cut the only heel promo in history. <laughs> and we have it here on Wrestling POV's yeah. 200th episode, ladies and gentlemen. The legendary Tito Santana. And for those of you who are going to go out there and say he didn't beat The Undertaker in 1991 yes, in Spain. We got it on YouTube. We will put it up on our Facebook page. He defeated the Phenom, The Undertaker, yes, he did. Tito he did. Santana. Legend, yep. thank you. And make sure you guys check out his book. Do not yeah. call me. Don't call me Chico. Uh, Kenny Casanova. We'll put up the link on our Facebook page. Listen, he's getting his books in this Tuesday, and he's shipping them out on Wednesday. He's personally going to call he those people call that pre that pre order. So make sure you get on that right away. Mm-hmm. He will call you and talk to you guys, yes. and he's going to sign personally all those books. So make yeah. sure you check it out. Again, don't nice call book. me Chico. Check it out. Again, the guy is an amazing talent. He yeah. was amazing in the ring, outside of the ring. Tony Diaz was his second toughest opponent, apparently. I mean, I don't know, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if he was just doing Tony any favor. And, no. I, and Mimi Goody is a sweetie. Yeah, I, I didn't hear that. Um, <laughs> that was off there. Off there. <laughs> but, uh, yes, yeah, so, guys, I mean, wow. First yeah. of all, Tito, was, thank you. That was yes, amazing. absolutely. I mean, and, and we do apologize for the technical or the audio, the audio. sound. It was sounding a little muffled. Um, you know, Tito, he's at that age where he's not really familiar familiar with technology. So he's technologically challenged. Yeah, so we didn't really, you know, we had the only way we could have him out was through the phone, and um, I think he, his mouth was too close to the phone, um, or he was covering the, the speaker, uh, or, the, you know, the, the where you talk into the phone. So we do apologize. I mean, but you can hear it anyways. Yeah, Still, yeah. but still, just to have Tito right. on, it, it is, you know, like I said, I grew up watching the guy. Then I end up having a wrestling match with him. Now I have him on my show. Yeah, it's awesome. For our 200, you can't ask for anything better than that. Yeah, Riva. And then to have Chavo. <laughs> And, and yeah, we can't forget Chavo. Chavo Guerrero coming in. Yeah, giving us a little shout out for our 200th episode. And uh, according to my notes, we got three more. Three more. So who could it be close to the universal part? All right. So with uh, that being said, it is time for This Week in Wrestling. Yeah, man. I'll go first right quick. Raw. For me, I gave it a 2.30 this week. Yeah, I think the only thing for me that stood out was a really good freaking match. It was Andrade versus Humberto Carrillo. Um, very good match. I gave it a 3.5. Um, overall, like I said, I gave Raw a 2.3. NXT. NXT. We got a new a new Cruiserweight champion in April Garza, and then he went on to propose to his girlfriend. So wow. that was the highest point for me for NXT. Keith Lee versus Finn Bell and Tommaso Ciampa. That also, I gave it a three and a half. Overall, I gave NXT a 2.64, y'all. Um, wow. Yeah, it was, for me, I liked NXT. Uh, SmackDown, on the other hand, was atrocious. <laughs> it really was. It was atrocious. The only good thing for me was Shorty G and Ali versus the Revival. And that was a 2.5. And that's the only thing that stuck out to me. 
Even though I did like the Miz interview, I gave it a two and a half. I did like it did, because yeah. it was different. Let me tell you something. Mrs. Daughter can act. Yes. She's already. good. She's good. She is good. She's good. She's good. She's only a year old, but she's she good. She acts better than her mama. She acts better than her mama. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That was terrible. That was my terrible. husband. My husband. Something <laughs> going on in the room. What is the Miz? What is going on in the room? My husband. My, my child of yours is... Something is wrong. Something is wrong, but she doesn't no. even go up there. What happened to I the thought Maurice was French. You guys, <laughs> she's Middle Eastern now. <laughs> he sounded more Russian. Well, she, she did. I, I, yeah, I, I mixed in a little lot in there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. So overall, though, for me, I gave SmackDown a 1.93. AEW, on the other hand, when we do the AEW notes, I gave it a two. That's it. Yep. So, uh, Mimi and then Rick. All right. Raw for me was really good. I gave the Kabuki Warriors and Becky Lynch um, a 3.5. Overall for me was a 2.09 for Raw. (laughs) (laughs) NXT. NXT. I did like the Angel Gaza and the Leo Rush. I mm-hmm. gave that a 3.5. NXT for me overall was a 2.64. Nice. And then we're going to go to... Sorry about that. SmackDown. Okay. All right. SmackDown. I did the Miz interview. I gave that a 3. Heavy Machinery versus um, Sinsuke and Cesaro. You know, Sinsuke and Cesaro. I gave that also a 3. Overall rating for SmackDown was a 2.14. AEW for me was a 1.85. Damn. Wow. All right. For me, I think Raw, I think Raw already has a match of the year candidate for next year with this Umberto Carrillo and yeah. Andrade. I gave it a 4.5. I thought wow. it was an amazing match. I don't like the fact with Zelina Vega and Andrade arguing. I mean, yeah, where, where do you think where do you think that's gonna where do you think that's heading? First of all, I think Jerry Lawler needs to stop implying that they're together because yeah. we know they're not together. Everybody already knows. Yeah, Kevin yeah. was out on that one. Yeah. Yeah, so unless you put Andrade and Carrillo together or Zelina goes with Carrillo, something, um, maybe that's where it's going, that she leaves Andrade. I, but Andrade can't be by himself. I'm sorry. He no, needs no he can't. He needs like, Selena. That's, that's a pairing that needs to be forever. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I gave Raw a two stars. I mean, that Rusev Lada thing it was horrible. That, was that, brought, that rate, brought the rating way down. Um, <laughs> yeah. I did like the AOP Rollins thing. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what together. I about that. That's awesome. Well, I didn't forget it. Just didn't talk about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for me, NXT, I gave a four to the Balor defeating Champa and Lee. Let, let me let me just go back to Raw right quick. Yeah, yeah. When when the scene with the van, did you really <laughs> think that was that was uh, Seth Rollins? <laughs> or did you thought that was CM Punk? Bro, if it was CM Punk, bro. Whoa. Whoa, man. No, but seriously, what what did you think of that that scene right there? I mean, I knew it was Seth Rollins. I mean, I I mean. It's me. Who else could it be, guys? Come on, guys. I've only been teasing this for two weeks. Rick, how in the hell... Can you do that voice? My, I only did that for like two seconds. That it hurts. hurts. It hurts. I, I need a drink. I mean, that, that's, <laughs> sort of, 
That's what happens when you're on the Wrestling POV podcast. You put your body on the line. Two hundred episodes. Yeah. For your enjoyment, people. Yeah, right. Come on. Uh, and for free. And, 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 and speaking Fuckers. of which, Tony, I mean, you did mention a drink. What are you drinking today? I mean, this is one of those. To celebrate, I drank coffee. Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> and I'm, I'm and water. I'm That's here it. with a uh, with a Coke Zero. Oh, nice. What are you drinking? Me, nice. I have a little coffee with she a little bit of, in it. And she has a little bit of the bubbly in it. A little coquito. A Latino That's another throwback to what we used to do on the show. Yeah, another throwback <laughs> of our, our drinks that we would yeah. have <laughs> throughout the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, for me, NXT, I gave Balor the, the, a four against Ciampa and Lee. I thought that was a great match. Uh-huh. Um, uh, SmackDown, for me, the highest point was Revival versus Ali G. Uh, I thought that was a great match. I gave it a three. I gave SmackDown overall 1.6 stars. And NXT, I gave two stars. So wow. it's high with Raw. And for AEW, uh, the Young Bucks and Santana Ortiz, I gave that a four. They tore the house down. Yeah. Um, and I gave also, I gave AEW two stars. So it's going to be a tough week for me to decide on wow. who wins this week. Uh, with that being said, it is now time for AEW versus NXT in the Wednesday Night Delight. Uh, currently, NXT is ahead 7-3 to three on AEW. Like I said, I gave both shows two stars. So I'm going to leave it up to you guys this week on uh, who was the better show. Uh, Tony, you want to go first? Well, um, for the NXT and AEW battle, I gave AEW a two stars, but I also gave NXT a 2.6. Um, I don't know. I mean, I kind of enjoyed, I really enjoyed, actually, uh, NXT. Um, for me, there was a lot of twos for AEW. Um, what, what gets me upset is that Kip Sabian, uh, he teamed up with Sean Spears. And not a lot of people know who... Kip Sabian is. You got Big Swole versus Sakura, which the match went a long time for this match and for nobody knowing who Big Swole is. For me, she's a generic version of Bianca Belair. Yes. Then, uh, I don't know. Like you said, the the main event, Young Bucks versus uh, Santana and Ortiz, that was a really good match. And I did give that a four. So that was the highest rating between the two. Even though I have NXT winning, um, uh, as far as the overall rating goes, for me, NXT had more three-star matches than AEW. Um, does the Young Bucks and Santana Ortiz override all that? I'm going to go with no. If the margin was a little bit closer, I probably would have went with AEW. But being at NXT, I got it at a 2.64 and AEW at a 2. I'm going to give it to NXT this week. All right, Mimi. I'm going to have to agree with Tony because I was looking uh, when I was watching AEW. AEW for me was like I didn't know half of the people who were there, you know, yeah. and then the people that were there, the Young Bucks, Ortiz, Sammy Guevara. Um, same guys every week. You know, same guys again every week. And it's like, okay. And then finally we get to see who and know who the Butcher and the Blade is. Yeah. You know, I, for me it was just. Um, I was not impressed. I was bored. Yeah. Okay. All right, let me ask you and guys this. You think if AEW did a better job of storytelling, yes. they could yes. actually 
compete yep. with absolutely. NXT. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Because that's like, exactly what I was gonna say. Like if they do is, vignettes and stuff and introducing yeah. characters. To, and to, to, yeah, because what they need to understand is that, uh, and I'm sorry to say it this way, but they're not WWE. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and the thing which is weird because when new newer stars go into WWE, number one, WWE does a really good thing at bringing them in, mm-hmm. you know, doing the vignettes. If, just in case if nobody doesn't know who the hell these people are. You know what I'm saying? Except for people that, you know, like John Morrison, obviously. We all know who he is. Do we really need vignettes for him? Mm-hmm. No. It'd be just a big surprise for him to come out of nowhere. And, and you know, because I've always been a fan of the surprise factor. So somebody like him doesn't need uh, a vignette or anything like that. But... You know, for somebody like a Big Swole, who I'd never heard of, I'm sorry, I just never heard of her, no. talented girl, she but good. Uh, to me, that's an, that's AEW's answer to Bianca Belair. I'm sorry. I'm going to call it the way I see it. But I don't know who she is. I don't know what her tech, you know, signature move is. I don't know what she... I just don't know her. Period. So for AEW, that would have been a perfect time to do a vignette for her. Mm-hmm. What gets me upset with AEW is that they threw the Dark Order in our faces. I have no idea who they are. I, me, personally, I don't like the gimmick. I think it's stupid. But with these vignettes they've been doing with the Dark Order, I like those. Yeah, yeah I like it. Then I probably would like the Dark Order as a whole. Right. But for the, So they kind of did it backwards with them. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like... Uh, Ew, no. So for me, yeah, AEW, they need to start doing these vignettes as if nobody knows who the hell these people mm-hmm. are. You know, I'm sorry. They just do. But uh, then again, if they have, if they did sign uh, Luke Harper, bringing him in as Brody Lee, don't do a vignette. Make him as a surprise. Right. Yep. All right. So right. Mimi, your vote was? My vote was, is going to be NXT. Um, over AEW. All right, and you know, so I mean, NXT wins this week, and for me, it was, again, it was close. It was a tie, two, two to two. Um, I do have to say though, the Young Bucks and Santana Ortiz, I feel bad because the match was awesome. Yeah. But the rest yeah. of the show didn't live up to the hype, and again, no. I feel like if we knew who these people were, it would be a lot better. NXT, I have to say, I've been saying it for weeks now. They open up hot, they close out hot, but the middle of the show is yeah. kind of dry. You gotta right. add some mayo there. You gotta, you gotta moisten it up. You or you gotta keep cooking the burger so that yeah. way it's not too raw in the middle. Yeah, you want it to be juicy. Um, it's a dry. You need it to be um, hoovy. So I'm definitely gonna give. Nobody yes, got exactly. It. I got it. <laughs> Who went to the URL? It's juicy. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, because the juice says so. Um, I have that, to. That's, a, that's such a poor <laughs> impersonation of the juice. Who would do that? <laughs> Can I talk? Uh, I have, <laughs> no. <laughs> I have to give it to talk, NXT right? this week, which puts NXT up eight to three. Wow. I also have somebody I want to put in the book, Tony. What? Ortiz from Santana Ortiz. Oh, my God. His toe shoes, bro. <laughs> you're wearing what? toe shoes while you're wrestling? <laughs> so, <like> Ortiz... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love toe shoes. I mean, I love to wear them from time to time. I mean, they're very comfortable. But to wrestle in the bro, what are you doing? You you setting us but, back, bro. But not only that, Ortiz, he is such an overactor. 
good wrestler, man, but he overacts, man. I Yo, thought Dolph was bad. The reason why I didn't give the Santana Ortiz and Young Bucks a four and a half was because of twice there was table spots where they weren't nowhere near the table. Yeah. They get hit and they take yeah. two steps and flip it to the table. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been a four and a half. But yeah. yes. So with that being said, <laughs> Ortiz's toe shoes. You just made the book! Oh my god, that is too much. Alright, so now let's go to the war between Raw, SmackDown, yes. and NXT. So Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. Um, NXT is currently ahead 17 to Raw's 13 to SmackDown's 5. SmackDown won last week as we announced. There are 16 weeks before WrestleMania. Yeah. Yep. The amount of time left for SmackDown before they are officially eliminated is very small. <laughs> they need to start catching up yeah. but after this week it's gonna get a little bit hotter um for me i have raw and smack uh, raw and nxt tied at two and uh smackdown with a 1.6 um <laughs> like i said every week i've been saying it i don't like the open that opening and, and, and closing for nxt has been hot but the middle has been dry so i'm gonna go with raw this week i think raw with the aop and seth i think with the drew mcintyre and matt hardy match i thought was good uh, the Viking Raiders versus the Street Profits was good. So I'm going to have to go with Raw this week. Mimi. Wow. You went with Raw? I went with NXT, SmackDown, and then Raw. Wow. Oh, wow. That's different. SmackDown mm-hmm. over Raw. Wow. I know, right? I know. But that's how my <clears throat> score went. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, it's your POV. I mean, yeah. We've only, we've only been doing this 200 <laughs> times. <laughs> All right, for me, I gave Raw a 2.3, NXT a 2.64, and SmackDown a 1.93. So in order, how I have it is NXT, Raw, and then SmackDown. But I think Rick convinced, because I was going to go with NXT, but I think Rick convinced me otherwise how the meat in the middle is still Raw, and, and you got to keep that shit burning. Why are we still going with that? I, I mean, I mean, it's either raw or it's overcooked. It's, it's never juicy. You gotta get the medium. <laughs> it's gotta be perfect. It's gotta be perfect. All right, so yeah, I'll. I'll I think because of Rick's conviction, um, convinc- is that a word? Convincing. 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 Um, I'm gonna go with uh, raw NXT and then SmackDown. SmackDown was atrocious this week. Yeah, it was bad. It's bad. Pretty bad. It was really bad. Um, Pretty bad. Bad. Pretty bad, yes. All right, so I'm going with... So Raw is a, is now catching up to NXT. It's NXT 17 to Raw's now 14 to SmackDown's 5. SmackDown's days are coming to an end mm. before they are officially eliminated from winning this. Damn. <laughs> That's a damn shame. That is a damn shame. But what's not a shame is... We got a new video, y'all! Yeah! Here it is! Congratulations from the Promised Prince, Brian Pillman Jr. For the Wrestling POV Podcast 200th episode. Hosted by yours truly, Tony, Rick, and Mimi. Now, here's the inside scoop. If you aren't listening to the Wrestling POV Podcast, then you are not quite in the know. And I'm in the know. And I know that they're talking about me, Brian Pillman Jr., the clearly the fastest rising star in independent wrestling history. So head on over to the Wrestling POV podcast. 
thank you all very much. <laughs> no, thank, thank you. Exactly. Thank you. Wow, man. And it's true. Last I mean, obviously, I mean, last just last week we were talking about Brian Pillman Jr. and how yeah. him and Teddy Hart should yeah. leave. Um, with that being said, Teddy Hart has been at Ring of Honor. He's been at AEW in the mm-hmm. in the, in the ringside. Fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's happening with that? I mean, Pillman got to make the jump. You gotta have a heart foundation. Go to WWE, guys, please. You know, yeah, yeah, they they would kill it, man. They really would. Um, They need to tame Teddy Hart, though. But you know, but just the thought of Brian Pillman Jr. listening to our show and and throwing that little video out there for us for our 200th episode, we really do appreciate it. And that was a pretty cool. I liked it. I liked it. And and you know what? Uh, He could go to hell. (laughs) Why? (laughs) He didn't mention my name. Oh. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, he mentioned mine, Mimi, and Rick. So that's all that matters. All right. So now it is time for the Wrestling POV TLC pay-per-view points game. Those that are new to the game, you got to play along, man. It's a lot of fun. Number one, to qualify, you have to like the Wrestling POV Facebook page, y'all. Yes. That's it. Just like our page. Follow one us. One click. One click. That's it. But the thing, but think of the benefits you get from clicking and to, to following us. You get First of all, you get our show. Second of all, you get lots of good content on the show. Uh, on the show. On the uh, Facebook page. <laughs> I couldn't go an episode without bourbon. That's another throwback. I was, That's another throwback. You know what? I was trying so hard not to do it for the 200th, but... It didn't work. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. So, you got to do that. Okay? Now, here's how the game goes. Okay? Our current champion right now is Josh Sanders. Kim's yes. out of nowhere. We did a lot of smack talk talking to Josh. And wow. he said... Well, yeah. he said <laughs> we did a lot of smack talk. <laughs> Were you from Brooklyn? <laughs> the Bronx. The Bronx. <laughs> from the Bronx. But just, you know, he just came out of nowhere and, and took the title. He said, really? All right. And won the box, too. Won the mystery yeah, box. You check our Facebook page where he... He did the video. Very excitingly opened up the box. I mean, there was a lot of energy, man. I, I felt it radiating yeah. off of the screen while I was watching. I was like, oh, my God, Josh, calm down. Calm down, Josh. You got too much excitement. Too much energy for me. Calm down. Uh, so now <laughs> don't ask me who the interstate champion is and don't ask me who the overseas champion is because mm, I'm not going to tell you I don't know who it is I, but I can tell you the Rick's around the, the turn Rick's, award winner if, if you gave me two more seconds Brad Sanders brother, brother. of Josh Sanders they cornered the market <laughs> right. so anyway so like I said Basically, all right, so let's go like with the Alistair Black versus uh, Buddy Murphy match. That one's only worth five points. So think of it as money, okay? You got $5. How much are you willing to bet who's going to win? So if you pick Alistair Black and you want to gamble it all and save five points, by all means, go ahead. But there's an extra thing to it. The added stipulation. Is it going to end in the pen submission DQ countout? Or a no contest. But just remember, if it's a no contest, you cannot pick a winner. You can't. But you will get the three points. Because everybody else more than likely will pick a winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. 
And then they can lose eight points while you just gain three. That's good enough because that'll mess a lot of people up. But it's anyway, an 11-point differential. It is. So if you get it right, guess what? You'll get eight points just like that. Boom. But you have to remember, if you get it wrong, you lose eight points. And that could really mess you up, man. Put you right in a negative. Coach. Yeah, Mimi knows. Mimi knows, yeah. That's right. So, hey, Coach. Knows more than me. Coach, if you want to come on and play, just go ahead and do it, man. That's all we ask. All right, we ready? Yes. All yes. right. So, first match, Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy. This is five points with a three-point stipulation. I could have sworn I said that. I'll go first, then Mimi and then Rick. Um, I'm going to go with Alistair Black. Uh, five points, pin. So, yeah, I'm just maxing out right in the get-go. Mm-hmm. Mimi. And I am also going with Alistair Black. Five points, pin. There you go. Rick. Yo, if anybody picks Buddy Murphy to win this match, <laughs> I will judge you. <laughs> and, I, and I will write to you on our page. Okay? He'll call uh, you. De- de- definitely. I will. <laughs> uh, Alistair Black. Five points, pinfall. Come on, guys. All right. So then up next, we got Rusev versus Bobby Lashley or Robert Lashley. In a t- that sounds so weird. That was weird. That was re Wow. Mm, no. Mm, don't that, do that again. No, no. I, I, no, shame on me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, <laughs> no. a tables match. This one is 10 points with a three-point stipulation. Mimi, who you got? 10 points, Rusev. Submission. Whoa. Submission. Wait. There's no, no. Oh, wait, that's right. It's a tables match. That's right. It's a tables match. So no three point, no three point stick there. All right. So 10 points. There you go. Rick. Wow. Oh, man. Woo. This is hard. I mean, the way they're going with the story, I don't know who ends up on top. I mean, Lana, obviously. But I don't know who else. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm going to go with, I got to go with Lashley three points. Wow. Yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> well, they they have to give it to Rusev. They made the man suffer long enough. I'm going with Rusev. I'm gonna go ten points. Wow. Yes. Yes. Up next for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, New Day versus the Revival in a ladder match. A ladder match. This is twenty points. Oh man. You because know, there is no stipulation. It's a ladder yeah. match, Rick. Just- tough bro because it's just like the re- revival should take it from new day but they the should way the, the, the titles have been flip-flopping i don't know and i'm sick of all these title reigns how the new day were just two-time champs and now they're seven-time champs yeah. in a year and it's crazy um i uh, uh let's go with the new day 14 points mm. you know um yeah They've been kind of herbing the, the revival lately, but then they throw them in a match like this, and it's like, are they really herbing them? Or yeah, what are you what doing? The hell? What are you, and, and plus, you really haven't heard talks of them wanting to leave lately either. Yeah. So the, obviously, the, when, when something like that dies down, that normally says that they're going to have, that, that there's something in store for them. Is it the tag team championship? Is Are they going to really hold it until WrestleMania to get that WrestleMania payday? I don't know. I really don't. This will be a good match. match. It is a ladder match, so it's not going to hurt either one, whoever loses. You know what I'm saying? In my opinion. Um, But I will go with the New Day, and I will go... hmm, This is 20 points. So I'll go with New Day 
Because they did get Herb on SmackDown. Yes, they, did. they did. So, I'll give it to the New Day and I'll go 18 points. Wow. And there's a reason why I'm doing that and I'm not going to tell you. Mimi. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going against the grain like always. I went Revival 20 points. Damn. Wow. Right. Damn. New champs, huh? All right. Roman Reigns versus King Corbin in the tables, ladders, and chairs match. So this is 15 points. But this is this does have a three-point stipulation. But the only step that's allowed is a pin, submission, and no contest. Okay, so the count out and the DQ is not on there. So just keep in mind. Um, who's it on me? It's on you. Right, well, Roman Reigns, 15 points spin. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> me. I went Roman Reigns, 15 points spin. All right, Rick. I mean, again, this is like Alistair Black. I got to go Roman Reigns, <laughs> 15 points spin. All right, now this one here, folks. Depending on who it is, but it is rumored that they are going to defend their tag titles on TLC. The Viking Raiders versus uh, TBD. Uh, it's a new tag team uh, to be determined. <laughs> <laughs> this one is 10 points. As of now, this has a stipulation of the three points with a pin submission DQ counter or no contest. Um, like I said, you, uh, if you want to take a gamble on who you think it's going to be, and will they lose or what the... Now, mind you, if it is ends up being like a ladder match, then obviously the stipulation will not be on there. Will be voided. It'll be voided. But if it's anything else, we'll, we'll post on our Facebook page. Um, so just you're just going to have to keep coming back for it. Uh, the Viking Raiders versus uh, To Be Determined. Uh, Ten points with the three-point stipulation. Mimi. Viking Raiders, 10 points pin. There you go. Rick. What tag teams are on Raw? It's it's so... It's such well, a AOP. Concept. I mean, that's AOP. the only one I can think of. And AOP is not going to get herbed. No. So you would have to think it's going to be to be determined. The Viking Raiders <laughs> have been squashing everybody. They have been, and yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be AOP. Seth has nothing on the show. No, because of his pinky. Yeah, so... He I'm has the Rick Serrano the third syndrome. First of all, that was a very serious matter. I hope you don't mention that again. It doesn't matter. Well, um, after 200 damn episodes. Yeah, we need to mention it. I, I do have to say, though, I'm going to go with TBD, and I'm going to go oh. two points pinfall. Two points pinfall? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm just going to go. Now, I might change my mind depending on if they do say who it is. Before TLC, because that's a key word, before TLC. Um, if they do it during the show, obviously you can't change your, your thing. Um, so it's, this is this is probably one of the biggest gambles on here. Uh, but I will go with the Viking Raiders. Uh, I'll go with the 10 points and I'll go pen. That's it, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, the Women's Tag Team Championship, the Kabuki Warriors versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair in the tables, ladders, and chairs match. This is 20 points. With the three-point stipulation of only a pin submission or no contest. Bimi or Rick? Rick. Me. Rick. Who you got? I'm so mad at this matchup. I, so I am I. That Becky so and I. Charlotte are going for these titles. And now this is what you got to throw in there. There's rumor that Carrie Sane is leaving. That she's not going to be yeah, there. She's not the happy. Rumble. Yeah. So if she leaves, then obviously Becky and Charlotte would win the titles. Right. But that being said, if Charlotte and Becky win the titles... 
You're not going to have Becky hold those titles long. Who is going to take it from them? I have no clue. You also mm-hmm. have Becky versus Asuka. That's supposed yeah. to be happening for Mania. How is that going to happen if Asuka still has the tag titles? I don't know. But you know what? <laughs> I don't want Becky and Charlotte to have these tag team I titles. I don't either. So I am going with the Kabuki Warriors. And I am going to go six points. And I'm going to go pinfall. Oh, wow. Well, I'm going to go with the Kabuki Warriors. I think uh, Asuka's green mist is going to have a lot to do with it. I think Asuka is going to be pinning Becky for this, and that's what's going to lead to their little feud going into WrestleMania. Um, I am going to go with Kabuki Warriors. I'm going to go 17 points, and I will go with a pin. So. All right, and I'm you going Kabuki Warriors, 20 points, pin. Dang. Or right, you know what? I was going to say, you don't see Asuka possibly hitting Carrie Sane with the mist? And, they do and that. then to lose, and then yeah. Becky pins. Uh, uh-huh. I, it could happen. It could happen. It could you happen that way. I'm gonna change. I'm gonna go 14 points for the Kabuki okay. Warriors. Right. But six. but then again, who knows? You know, because the thing of it is, I agree with you though. I did hear about Carrie saying not happy being there, um, but that was said like two three months ago. Mm-hmm. I yeah. haven't really heard anything since then. So maybe she likes the new gimmick. Maybe she likes where it's, it's heading to. Or maybe she did find out that, you know, yeah, yeah, you ain't going to be on WrestleMania or, you you know, you're going to lose the tag titles at the end of the year. So we don't know what, to, what we're going to do with you after that. Who knows? Nobody knows. Um, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I, I'm still going to stick with my, my, my pick, but, you know, with Carrie Zane, I, I think she needs to stay with the Kabuki Warriors. Oh, absolutely. As, as a heel, it's been, yeah, it has. It's, it's been a lot better than that pirate gimmick, I tell you that much. All right, so now, as of right now, the main event, Bray Wyatt versus The Miz in a non-title match, they're saying. Mm-hmm. Non-title. Now, before, who's, whose turn is it? Oh, Nine? it's your turn. Uh, before you mention that match, uh, there's a possibility of Bailey. Facing off against oh yeah uh, that's right Lacey Evans. So with that being said, because there's a possibility and they've been teasing that match. Yeah. Right now we're gonna put it into our pay per view points game, and if it happens, well it happens, and if it doesn't, if it happen, don't, then we'll just take it out. Take it out. Um. So we're saying if it's a regular match, it's a twenty point. Matchup. It'll be twenty points with the stipulation. Um. If it's anything else, like I said, if it's the tables, ladders, and chairs. Then the stipulation will be added, but it'll only be pin, sub, or a uh, no, no contest. Um, if it's just a regular, then you can add the DQ and the count out. Um, if it's a, a ladder match, we're just trying to cover everything, folks, so don't be confused. So if it's just a ladder match, then the stipulation is out completely. Yep. Okay? So just remember that. So we'll just take a quick guess, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'll go with Bailey, 20 points, pin for now. Mimi. Mimi. I go with Bailey, 20 points pin. Okay. And I'm going to go with Bailey, 20 points pin, especially after the way she squashed Dana Brooke, which I was just like, it's about time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, by the way, speaking of Dana Brooke, she did the, the Batista bomb on her and she posted it. She goes, Hey, babe, not, not, nothing like yours, but, you know, (laughs) so, the thing of it is how the picture that she posted was when she, she was laid out doing the Batista bomb, but her face was near Bailey's crotch. <laughs> so then Bailey responded back with, 
gross. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, I figured I'd throw that out there. So, Rick, you win. I'm going to Bailey, 20 points, pinfall. Okay. So, now, again, like Rick said, if it happens, it'll count. If it doesn't happen, it will not count. So, now, the main event, uh, Bray Wyatt versus The Miz in a non-title match. That's what they're saying right now. Might change. So, if you guys, like I said, you have until the pre-show starts. If you want to wait till then, that's fine. If you want to put your picks in now and then change it later, that's fine, too. But, I heard that Bray Wyatt, in this match, he's going to come out as Bray Wyatt and not The Fiend. Okay. And he's going to come out with the blue belt instead of, obviously, The Fiend belt. Um, so, if that happens, I mean, is that going to alter your decision? Um, right now, it's a 20-point uh, match with the three-point stipulation. So, Mimi, who you pick? With me saying that, who do you pick? I pick Bray Wyatt, 20 points, pin. <laughs> uh, uh, Rick. All right. Now, I want to throw this out there. I've been holding on to this for so long. Okay. So, you know how everybody's saying that Bray Wyatt changes people every time he fights. Yeah. He sets heel. He yep. changed Daniel Bryan. He changed Finn Balor. Here is the thing with The Miz. I'm going to pick Bray Wyatt, 20 points, pinfall. And okay. I'm going to tell you, after the match, he's going to continue to beat him down. And out comes John Morrison for the save. And that's going to reunite the Miz and Morrison. And he's going to go back to being a tag team partners with the with John Morrison, reuniting them, going all the way back full circle to where he started. And that's what's going to happen. And I told you, and you heard it here first on Wrestling POV's 200th episode. <laughs> All right, Rick, I got one word for you. Atrocious. What are you thinking? <laughs> what are you thinking, Gary? When I just said earlier he was at the performance center doing videos and shit. Yes, he's training. <laughs> he's doing videos. Yes, he's going to he's going to help out the now, Miz and they're going to reunite. Here's what I think. I'm first of all, I'm going 20 points uh, uh Bray Wyatt uh pin. But I think there is going to be some extracurricular activities that's going to happen. Um, he is going to keep beating the shit out of the Miz. I think that's what's going to mm-hmm. end up happening. And either two things is going to happen. Either Liv Morgan is going to come out and look like that doll that they had on SmackDown <laughs> and help the Fiend win. Or Daniel Bryan is going to come out bald. Okay, he's, I think he's still going to have the beard. That's his signature. But he might come back bald and help the Fiend win. Or come back and and save the Miz. And then the Miz and Daniel Bryan are going to be tag team. Mm. I think that's what's going to end up happening. So well, I can tell you, I think, Liv I think Morgan. It's Maurice is going to save the Miz. Her husband. She's going to save the husband. I can tell you, Liv Morgan thing is not happening as they showed the the the, the from Raw, yeah. on Raw. They, it but could be that you don't know. Also, don't know. Daniel Bryan did cut his hair. They put it up online. Um, are you sure that's the right one though? Because I've seen that one, and there was. Uh, like a lot of people are saying that was like from the first time mm-hmm. he cut his hair. Oh, it's possible then. You're right. It could be. You're right. But John Morrison makes so much more sense. You guys are wrong. <laughs> you need to understand that. <laughs> no. All right. Now, this is going to help a husband. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, I don't know, man. I thought it's, it's going to be. This is a head scratcher for the last pay per view of the year. Yeah. My question okay. is who's going to be the champion, the wrestling POV champion for the year? Well, we Mimi Goody. 
All right, but seriously, yeah. the Spanish announce table. Is oh, it going shoot, to that's break? right. Forgot about that. Yes. Um, it has to this time. Yeah, I normally say break. no, but uh, I'm gonna go with yeah. Spanish yes. announce table. Spanish announce table. Sacamo is done. Yeah. You saying yes? Yes. Means you saying yes. yes? Yes. 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 Absolutely. Now, yeah. It has. They have to this time. And Jesus. I do have to say this. I mean, it you is our two. It is our two hundred episode yes. after all. Um, I will become the champion, <laughs> and I will become the first ever four-time oh, wrestling POV champion because I am the first <laughs> ever wrestling POV champion. I am the first ever two-time wrestling POV champion. I am the first ever three-time wrestling POV champion. I am the first time wrestling POV global champion. I am the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be, and you have not won one single championship this entire year. (laughs) (laughs) He is right, you know. (laughs) Miguel is 100%. I did win the global championship, but I understand what you're saying. In this pay-per-view points game, I haven't won once. Miguel, give him a tissue. He's starting to cry. I know it. <laughs> With that being said, before we go into the book, we got another video for you, y'all. And it's a current NXT star. What's going on? This is your NXT Cruiserweight Champion, Leo Rush. And I just wanted to congratulate the Wrestling POV Podcast on their two- hundredth two hundredth episode tony diaz mimi rick serrano the third and miguel cole hey make sure you listen to the wrestling pov podcast you guys absolutely rock you're incredible from the man of the hour leo rush dang nice man but there's one problem. <laughs> <laughs> one itty bitty problem. Yeah, just, just a little one. Just a, Explain yeah. what happened. All right. <laughs> you know what? I, I, uh, all right. All right. So this is what happened. <laughs> I reached out to Mr. Leo Rush, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, yo, Leo, man, it'll be awesome if you can do this for us. And uh, he agreed, right? And, and then... Uh, I made the mistake of sending Miguel Cole down to Florida. And, uh, Miguel, continue. Okay, okay, it's not that big of a deal. But this is what happened. I went down there, and I saw Leo, and I said, Hey, Leo, it's awesome, man. Can you do this video and and, and shout us out? And and, and he agreed. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, I said, Hey, Leo, what are you doing? And he's like, Well, I have this championship match coming up in, um, in a couple hours. So I said, hey, Leo, why don't we get some drinks, man? You're going to win the match. <laughs> and then two hours of $5 shots. And then, yeah, he yeah. went to NXT and he lost the title. Mm-hmm. Yep. Miguel jinxed him. Miguel jinxed him. So blame him, everyone. <laughs> blame him. Blame him. I don't think he jinxed him as much as he got him drunk. For two hours before he had his match. He is the Cruiserweight Champion and he lost to Angel yeah. Garza. Who is Angel Garza? <laughs> He's the Cruiserweight Champion. Well, now he is, yeah. So that is what happened, folks. But even still, thank you very much, Leo Rush. The man of the hour. The man of the hour, the boss. 
Thank you. <laughs> All right. Let's go into the book, shall we? Yes. With that being said, those that are new to the show, after 200 episodes, I can't believe I'm still saying this, but what it is and what we do is that we put the most ridiculous things that happen in the week of wrestling. We just throw it in there to get a little laugh. You know, it's just how we get through the day and how we... Little ha-ha and the hee-hees and before we close out the show and... This and that, and we just get a laugh, people. That's all it is. And, 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 and the thing of it is, it's just not our book. It's everybody's book. Everybody's so if book. there's something that you feel that needs to be in there, just so we can get a good laugh, or just something that you're just sick and tired of, just let us know. We'll put it in there. We might think about it and put it in there. If we it's ridiculous, we might put you in. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We ready? Yes. Yes. Matt Riddle's Chunklas. Stays. Lafayette, Louisiana crowd. To that's the, a lifer. Sorry. That's a lifer. Yeah, to the go back. Bailey's Badonkadonk stays. Mm, that stays. Cesaro's higher Walter Caprice. That stays. Oh, my yes. God. That stays. Nikki's Badonkadonky. That stays, too. Okay. Bobby <laughs> Bobby Lashley's painted on eyebrows. That stays. Definitely stays. The Red Light District. Stays. I mean, if Bray well, Wyatt is fighting, it may not happen. It may not happen. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Carmella's acting skills. That stays. Mm-hmm. AEW fanboys. Days. Doink Mysterio. <laughs> Yo, how does he not have a match with TLC? You know what I'm saying? You know, you would think, uh, or Shinsuke for that to... matter. Yeah. Know. You know? Uh, Sandman stays. Mm-hmm. Corey Smithers. <laughs> and uh, the new entrant into the book, to- uh, Ortiz's Toe Shoes. That stays. Bro, yeah. what are you doing? Put some Jordans on or something. What doing? My God. Exactly. <laughs> my God. All right. So, before we close the show, we normally do is I play a song off my playlist. You just guess it. And it's just for good laughs, you know. And it's a competition against the wrestling POV crew. That's all it is. Okay? But before we even go through that, we have the main events. So to speak, yes. the universal, the former universal champion that sent in this video just for us. And whoever guessed it right will get those extra five points. And there was only one person that guessed it right from what I saw. I think two people guessed it right. Well, a good. couple people guessed it right, but there was one person that did it first. And they will get their five points. There you go. So, with that being said, the final video for our 200th episode, who is it? We'll play it right now. Hey guys, this is Kevin Owens, uh, Tony Diaz, Mimi, and Rick Serrano. You guys reached a huge goal, uh, 200 episodes. Uh, congratulations. Um, you know, maybe I'll end up on your show one day, who knows. But if I do, I'll probably end up taking the whole thing over, and then it won't really be your show anymore. So maybe it's not a good idea, who knows. We'll see how that works out. But anyway, uh, congratulations, and uh, make sure to listen to the Wrestling POV Podcast. Take it easy, guys. There you have it, folks. The Kevin Owen Show! <laughs> Woo! Wow! Wow! There you have wow. it. Wow! Wow, the second ever Universal Champion, Kevin Owens. Yes, yes. Giving us that shout-out. Thank you, Kevin. Thank I you. I mean, you, you, you had... The Josh Sanders energy there. I felt it. <laughs> it was just radiating. I felt all that energy. Yes. I mean, if you ever, with, with that energy, you would definitely take over this show. 
No, yeah. no, there's no if, ands, or buts about it, Kevin. No. Thank no. you so much, man. I mean, no. definitely taking Tony and Mimi's spot in a heartbeat. I don't <laughs> take my spot. But, yeah. Wow. No, but I actually, you know what? Everyone, every single person that sent in videos for us, uh, the coach, Kenny Casanova, Rosa Mendez, JTG, Chavo Guerrero. Chavo, man. Brian Pillman. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Pillman Jr. Leo Rush. And the former Universal Champion that's taking a toll on Raw right now. Kevin Owens. And don't forget our favorite guy who called me sweetie. Oh, and, Tito and, uh, Santana. Give me two more seconds. I was about to get to that. The Hall of Famer, Tito Santana, joining us on the show. Wise book. What yes. Is yes. This has been one hell of a 200th episode, and I couldn't have done it without my two counterparts here. And, and, and I was going to get to that. And then my little guy, little, little, little Miguel Cole. <laughs> I bet you I'm bigger than you. <laughs> Ooh, maybe, maybe Rick, but we'll, that's for another day. <laughs> <laughs> but most of all we could not have done this without the fans listening in on the show we really really appreciate it seriously and for everybody else that's that tuned in and just helped support the show we really do appreciate it we love all you guys yes well not well not not all of you but not all some some, some. very little very very little, very little. our correspondent over yeah, yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, our correspondent in the UK, Matt Novak, since day one. Mm-hmm. Day one. Since day one, this man has been listening to our show. I don't know why either, but I mean, but he's been listening since day one. He's heard our changes throughout the years. <laughs> I mean, the thing with Matt Novak, he only had one kid at the time when he at started. At the time, yes, yeah. yes. Now he's, he's like 19, 20. He's kids about 19, in. 20 kids in. So, <laughs> yes, blame the wrestling POV for that. Um, I don't know why. That's a little weird. But even still, you know, congratulations on his trough of children that he has. And deliberated a new correspondent out down in, south, in down south, man, with the AEW news. That he only did once, and we're still waiting on the rest. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, we really do appreciate everybody. We really do. We're going to keep going with this as long as we can. And um, again, before we close the show, of course, we play a song from my phone. The 200s. I wonder what it'll be. This will be interesting. This will I mean, be interesting. Yeah, I mean, with all the songs you have, I, I doubt we get a repeat. I doubt it, too. <laughs> I doubt it, too. Son <laughs> of a bitch. <laughs> So that, that's how we end the show, all right? With that being said, I am your host, Tony Ass, along with Mimi Goody. And the third wheel, Rex Riddle the third. And our little Miguel. <laughs> Miguel Go, adios! Love, peace, and wrestling. We'll see y'all next week for 200 more. Peace out. Are right, we ready? Yeah. Here we go. I hope it's not a repeat. <laughs> Nope. Oh. No. Yeah. No. You're McIntyre. That's his old, old music. Yeah. Here's a, here's a different one.
When I wake up in the morning. Oh, Jesus. Matt Stryker. But nobody even knows who he is. I was going to say it. (laughs) Triple (laughs) (laughs) man. On your knees, is this a sign? Are we gonna do the new thing alone? Uh oh. Oh That's an inappropriate song for us. Because we are the king of the wrestling podcast world. Wrestling King! Him broken and dead. 